hey, I'm Grace and I'm the host of this podcast, She Builds Me Up. She is my neighbor, my friend, my sister, my mentor, and my inspiration. She's the everyday woman that surrounds me all the time. We laugh together, we cry together, and we love together. I value her because of the amazing gifts she shares with me. Come and join my tribe and let's build something amazing together. This is where we uplift one another, we let our guards down, we invest fully in one another, and we become stronger by doing so. Together, we are going to get into the nitty gritty of this weird world of adult friendships. We're going to combat our challenges and have fun while doing it. Okay, so I'm at my friend Lizzie's house. This is my first field trip, I guess, to record not at my own house, which is fun. So Lizzie, if you want to say hi. Hello. Lizzie lives, what, two blocks from me? Yeah, so we go close. We go walking in the morning, so it's nice. Except for when my son is in virtual school, which has been the case this week. So that's tough. Monday we're going back though, so oh, that's good. Um, also, we have Churchill here, which is her dog. What kind of dog is he? He's a Rottweiler Husky mix. Oh, okay. He's a very sweet dog, and he just had a surgery. Yes, he had his CCL repaired, so he's been out of commission with a giant cone on his head. <laughs> <laughs> Poor which guy. is really sad. And his leg is shaved. Yeah. Poor guy. So if you hear banging around, it's probably him banging his cone around, trying to walk around. Just like, get this off it's my so head. sad. Oh, poor guy. Um, Lizzie and I, we've been friends now for what, almost three years? Yeah, it's crazy. And it's our oldest are like besties because they're like a week apart, two weeks apart. Yeah, something like that. So we kind of became friends just through mutual friends. Yeah. And then Rose I guess off. you came to my cooking club, right? Isn't that how I, I met did. you? Yeah. I did. Yeah. Someone yes. brought, a friend brought you to my cooking club and then we kind of hit it off. And I feel like we first really bonded though over the Rohrbach's pumpkin patch oh, thing yeah. where they were playing in the corn pit and it was yeah. freezing cold and we oh were both just standing there shaking yes. watching our oldest children play. <laughs> that was before we had our seconds, yeah. Yeah, I forgot about that. Um, Rohrbach's is a farm around here for those that aren't local. But anyway, yes. um, I asked Lizzie to come on today just because I admire you for a lot of reasons and I kind of wanted to just pick her brain on her life and whatnot and so I guess I'm gonna have you talk to me about the topic that you chose if you will okay well so basically um what I thought might be good to talk about tonight is the idea of reinvesting in yourself every day because you are worth it and um, knowing that sometimes reinvesting in yourself means taking risks um, just to kind of, you know, better understand your self-worth and uh, reevaluate, you know, the things in your life um, just to make you a better, a better person in general. And maybe, you know, if you're married, a better spouse, if you have children, a better mother to your kids um, or I guess father to your kids if you have some male yeah. listeners out there. So, um, yeah. My so husband listens, so maybe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and so I wish we would have been recording a little bit earlier because I think you said some really good stuff. So hopefully we can pull it out of you again. Is this idea of taking risk? Like I've never thought about it in this way where like reinvesting in yourself, especially we as women often like we have all these reasons to not do that. And we have these roadblocks that we tell ourselves are reasons why we can't fulfill our own needs, I guess, if you will. 
And so I like that you said that it was a risk. Why do you feel like it's a risk? Um, I think sometimes, I mean, depending on where you are in your life, as far as, um, you know, if you're, if you're a married person, if you're a person with children, um, if you're a working person and you want to make a career change, I mean, regardless, um, just taking that time to self-reflect sometimes means that you might be, you know, a stay-at-home mother who's looking to go back to work or a working woman who wants to quit her job and be a stay-at-home mother. And that's a full-time responsibility, you know, or if it's, you just want to take a different kind of job. Um, you know, so, and it can go the same way with, uh, with a, a male spouse as well. It could be that you're switching the dynamics and you're going to have a stay-at-home father and the mother's going back to work. So right. all of that is, um, you know, taking that time to reinvest in yourself and, uh, you know, and, and look at what is best for you as an individual and best for, you know, your family around you. And so essentially it all, you know, gets lumped in with different risks. Uh, that you might be facing and possibly taking. Yeah, and I to dive into your story a little bit, you had, when you first moved here, you had one child, and you had a year of being an at-home mom. Yes. And you kind of had some realizations that you, something needed to change. So can you kind of talk us through that? Yeah. Well, so my background is um, my husband and I um, basically have had a couple different um, career changes over the years. And just to kind of start at the beginning, um, I worked for a company for almost nine years. Um, I was the territory manager for a dental company that I actually now work for again. But um, back before we moved to Pennsylvania for residency, uh, my husband was, of course, in medical school. Um, he was trying to get into medical school before that. So basically, I was the main provider for our family for several years. And then um, when we moved here, I um, basically retired from my company. I was pregnant with our second child, and we moved 12 hours away from home. So it was kind of a, a, a shock for me. Um, it right. shocked my system to basically be... Uh, stay-at-home spouse, far away from home, um, you know, with, uh, you know, being a full-time stay-at-home mom. And it was something that really woke me up to how incredibly tough um, it is to be a stay-at-home mother. And I have so much respect for all of my friends who do it and mm. do a fantastic job at it because sometimes it is a very thankless job. That's true. Um, and, you know, you're the first person that the school is going to call if there's anything wrong with your children. You're the one that's going to be feeding them soup while they're sick. Um, you know, you're going to be taking all their appointments. And it's just, it's, it's a really, it's a really hard job. And I admire, you know, everybody who does that. But um, in that year that I was home, I, um, you know, had time to kind of think about what my future was if I was going to basically continue to stay at home full time or if I wanted to maybe, um, you know, do something else. Um, I, I'm an artist, although currently I'm not really practicing art right now. But um, in that year, I did I did paint a lot and I and I was selling some of my artwork, but um, I had an opportunity to take a part time 
uh, just kind of random event planning job. And that kind of propelled me into the thought kind of process of really wanting to maybe go back to work mm-hmm. full time. And so, yeah. And so what was it about this experience? Like your friend contacted you yes. to do this event planning and it was going to be in Switzerland. Yes. And so what was it about that experience that kind of like changed your way of thinking about everything? Yeah. So um, that I got a call from my friend Carter who lives in um, Zurich, Switzerland. And um, she works for an accounting firm over there. And she called me basically to help her uh, plan this big event that they were doing over there. I, I was her event planner for her wedding. So she just basically called me. She knew I was staying at home and she knew that I maybe had some extra time on my hands. <laughs> and, um, you know, that being said, um, she she um, basically just, you know, I think was just hoping that, that I would be able to do it. And um, essentially I jumped in. Um, it was kind of a wild, crazy thing to do, but essentially I, um, you know, talked to caterers. I used Google Translator to switch my English into oh, wow. um, jarbled French to talk to um <laughs> a lot of um, different uh, vendors that I was dealing with, um, you know, AV people, mm-hmm. caterers, florists, uh, the, the venue that we booked over there. And I had to fly over there twice, once for a preliminary meeting, and then I had to go back for the actual meeting, which took place in May. And my husband was so supportive uh, with this whole thing. He was the one that really encouraged me to do it. And it made me really realize how much he supported the idea that I would go back to work because he could see that um, that I that that was something that I think in the year that I stayed home that I just there was a little piece of me that you know just kind of needed a little something mm-hmm. else and um, so he kind of encouraged this. I probably wouldn't have taken it if I'd seen any doubt. In his, in his eyes or if he and he immediately yeah, was yeah. like oh my gosh you should absolutely do it and so um you know it was a great experience it made me realize that I had a, a really supportive spouse that would be willing to um support me if I decided that I wanted to maybe go back to a, a more full-time position and not just a part-time kind of one-off uh, event planning job. Well, and I really liked the the idea of talking about the risk factor because I feel like if I were put in this situation and someone were to be, because I love event planning. I remember like we were friends when you got yeah. this job and yeah. I was like, I'm so jealous. This is amazing. <laughs> and you get to go to Switzerland. Like it was crazy. And, but like, I just think if I, if I were in your shoes, I probably would have been like, oh, it's in Switzerland. I can't do that. And so, but instead your mindset was very much like, yes, this is a risk, but like, how can I not do this? And it obviously it helped that your husband was very supportive. And so you just, you found a solution and you, I think your parents came and helped and like. Yeah. So I, I, my, so my mother-in-law flew in for the first time that I went there in April for like the, the run through Mm -hmm. session. Mm -hmm. So she was here with my kids then, um, and then when I did the second the second meeting the, the actual meeting in May, um, 
my mother came, I believe, or it might actually be the opposite way around. But either way, one mm-hmm. mother-in-law, one my mother-in-law came once and then my mom came the mm-hmm. other time. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it was really great to have uh, family who supported, supported us and, um, you know, they all kind of were enthusiastic about it, which was, which was nice. So when you got this job offer, did you look at it as a risk or was it just like a, yeah, I'm going to do this. And it wasn't like, was there any fear there? Like risk wise? Cause risk is usually some kind of like, yeah. Nerve wracking thing usually. So for me, I would say knowing that I had my husband, uh, backing me mm-hmm. to do it, mm-hmm. um, was great. So as far as like my personal feelings on, oh my gosh, I'm leaving my family. I'm going to be traveling abroad. I didn't so much worry about that because I knew that they'd be in good hands because of our mothers coming into town and helping. Um, what I worried about as far as risk was, you know, my, my best friend who's been my best friend since childhood called me in to help her with this big, this big event. And I Mm -hmm. worried about, doing all the translation, (laughs) even just like the exchange of, you know, reimbursement for these vendors and making sure that we got menus right. And, you know, even like, um, promotional materials for the event, right. And doing all of that, trying to use Google translator and then doing it from my little house in Danville, Pennsylvania, uh, that was a risk. I felt like because I didn't want to let her down. Um, Oh, and you'd never really done something like this before, right? No, I had never done it before. I'd always thought about the idea of maybe doing some event planning, and I had done it in a very informal sense because mm-hmm. I'd obviously planned her wedding, and I, I I love event planning in general, which I mm-hmm. know you and I share a lot yes, of we do. party planning, but um, mm-hmm. nothing on that kind of scale had I ever done before. Yeah. And I probably will never do that again. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I, w- I would love for her to call me again and, and ask me to do one of those again because it was a lot of fun. But I, I kind of doubt that will happen at this point. Yeah. Yeah. So what about it was like this self-defining moment for you then? Like you said you wouldn't want to do it again. Well, I, I mean, I, I it would, probably won't happen again. Yeah, I would love to do it again. I kind of doubt it will happen. So though, how but... is this, I guess, a turning point for you then? So I, I think it was... um. Just right at that moment when she called me, I was, it was, it was back in March. Um, and I, this was March of 2019. Yeah. Yeah. It was last year. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, that, at that point, my husband, my husband and I had always talked about, you know, well, maybe I'll go back to work. Maybe I won't, you know, we'll kind of reassess after we had our second baby who was born in, uh, in November of that, of 2018. And, um, so basically, you know, we were hitting that point where I had um, started kind of looking for jobs a little bit, kind of putting a few feelers out there, but not really actively been doing too much. Mm-hmm. And uh, but I'd been feeling a little bit, a little bit stir crazy, just kind of wanting to do a little something extra. And um, you know, and so she just Carter just basically called me out of the blue, and it was just one of those moments where I realized. Um, I had to take it like I had yeah. to take it and and take that leap of faith and um you know see if if that if it was meant for me and I even kind of threw myself into the idea that I maybe wanted to do some event planning and kind mm-hmm. of started thinking in that way and that job from March until May I think the, the actual event was on like May 16th or something mm-hmm. um it for two solid months I mean I was on the 
phone on my computer daily with people. I'd, I'd get up for meetings at 1 a.m. because mm-hmm. they were in a different time zone. Yeah. And um, be talking <laughs> talking to AV people about the size of monitors we needed for yeah. presentations and all this craziness. And um, you know, it just, but it was it was a moment where I realized if I can plan an event in Switzerland with people who with some of the people who don't even speak English, I feel like you know it it gave me the confidence that I think maybe I had been lacking for a little while, mm-hmm. just in that year where I had been kind of. Um, you know, at home. And yeah. I, and when I first moved to Danville and people asked me what I did when we first moved and we'd go to like, you know, little little functions just to get to know people in the community, I, I had a tough time mm-hmm. explaining what I did because I'd gone from being like the main provider in our family mm-hmm. to being at home. And, mm-hmm. and that is such a tough job. It's so, mm-hmm. it's such a tough job. But I had a, I had a tough time like figuring out how to define that. Yeah. And I and think so, I think every stay-at-home mom can relate to this. Yeah. I know well, I'll say I can relate. We've had many conversations yeah, about right. this. And I think a lot of times I feel like what happens cuz I definitely have had a longer span of stay-at-home momness than um you had before you went back to work, but you kind of forget what you're good at even. Like, I feel like maybe had your friend Carter called you before you had kids to do this, you probably wouldn't have felt as much of a risk because you'd been like, yeah, I can do that. Right. Or, and maybe you didn't. Like, I just feel like I'm putting myself in your shoes where, like, I feel like things that, like, I look back, I guess, six years ago before I had children, I would have said, I'm really good at this, this, and this, and I can manage this, and I can do this. And, like, now if you ask me, like, can you do those same skills? I'd be like, I don't know. Like, it's been so long. Like, you know what I mean? You kind of lose yourself. So I think it's just a very prevalent topic with being an at-home parent is that you it's you don't want to be defined by your kids, but you kind of are. So it's like, how do you navigate that? Mm-hmm. And so I just have appreciated hearing your perspective that, like, going back to work is what your answer was. Mm-hmm. And I think that's very admirable. Um, and so... I guess let's, how did this Switzerland experience lead to you going back to work officially? Well, so it's funny. I I was basically, so that project was just, you know, one and done in May. And then, so basically that summer, I painted a good bit, um, was selling some artwork in some different galleries and and stores in South Carolina. And um, that's where I'm from. And um, and so um, I was painting a lot, but I... I was kind of exploring the idea of creating a different little business and I started this little vintage business and mm-hmm. had about a month of that under my belt and my um, former but now boss again called me and said, you know, we have a territory that's opened up in Pennsylvania and um, would you be willing to take it? And I said yes, but with the idea that I would no longer travel for work because before uh, when I was the Southeastern rep, I had five states and I traveled I mean, a massive amount of, mm-hmm. of the time. And so um, so I, I kind of laid down a little bit of a groundwork for going back, but within the, you know, with, within some limits and basically, you know, I get to come, come home every night, which is great. And now, of mm-hmm. course, with COVID, I'm home all the time. Well, <laughs> so, yeah. So, um, but yeah, it, it was, it was, um, you know, it was a, it was basically just a real random thing i mean he 
you know, he called me back up in September and said, you know, would you be willing to come back to work for us? And Reed and I talked it over and, um, you know, he, he said, you know, I'm fully supportive and I, I like the idea of you being able to not be away overnight. And, mm-hmm. um, so it's been a real, it's been a, a real blessing for our family. I think, um, it's been, um, good for me because I, I feel like if I, not that, not that Reed's ever said anything and he, you know, he would be 100% happy if I stayed home full time or if mm-hmm. I worked, he's, he's very sweet about it. But for me, I, I feel like I am a more well, a more, um, I don't know, I, it's hard to explain it, but I feel better about my self-worth because I can bring a little bit of extra financial Mm-hmm. stability to our family. Um, and that's just me personally. I, mm-hmm. you know, he doesn't necessarily care about that one way or the other, but I think for me to be able to, you know, um, pick up the tab for dinner sometimes is nice. And yeah, you know, and, um, yeah, I don't when know. You it's... just saw a need in yourself and there's nothing wrong with that. It, if anything, it's admirable that you recognize it in yourself and you're like, what can I do to fill this need? And yeah. you did it. And I loved what you said in your outline about how that's actually made you a better mother than you were when you were staying at home. Yeah. Why would you say that? I think because, you know, uh, my job does require me to take some day trips. And, and so mm-hmm. I'll go. I, I sell dental equipment. So I go and um, will be, you know, and, and everything's changed now with COVID. But but the idea is that, you know, I, I call in dental offices, um, work with them during the day and then come home at night. And just to be able to kind of take a take a step away, you know, just for a few hours of the day and return back to my family after having a little bit of time, even just in my car, you Mm -hmm. know, time to Mm -hmm. self-reflect, see, you know, maybe I was a little short with my kids in the morning. It gives me the time to kind of think through, um, you know, any sort of little, you know, tiff, tit or tat or, you know, something Mm -hmm. I can, I can come back with a fresh perspective because I've taken a little time to reflect and, um, I can come, I can kind of approach a problem with a, fresh mm-hmm. perspective. Right. Um, and also, you know, in my, in my topic, it's, you know, take time for yourself. Even if you are a, a person who is not working or doesn't foresee or, you know, see yourself in the future working. Um, I think it's important for anyone to, to take some time for themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, whether that means, you know, while your child is taking a nap, you know, pull out, <laughs> pull out some, markers or pencils and sketch something or play an instrument or just, you know, take the monitor and sit on your porch for a few minutes and have yeah. a have a hot tea or, you know, just something. Take some time for yourself to really think about your day. Think about what you need to feel whole. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Because I think there's an expectation. This is going back to motherhood. But I think for me, you know, as a as a, when I was at home, there's this expectation that you should be completely comfortable and fine being home all the time with mm-hmm. children and that should be enough. And yeah. while, while family is number one, sometimes, you know, you, you might need just a little something else for yourself that right. you can contribute back to your family and it, and it flips it over. And you sit, like you said, in my, in my outline there, it, it helps you to be a better contributor to your family and a more loving member of your family if you can kind of maybe do a little something for yourself um, during the day. Yeah, I, 
we've had so many conversations about this very topic yeah. um, because I obviously am an at-home mom. You're not. Well, you are at home working, but you know what I'm saying. <laughs> I am, you're, I'm you're, not. you're working. I'm not for money. And so, and I just think it's, I love having our two different perspectives. Cause even though like the way you're feeling your needs is different than the way I'm feeling my needs, like the, the takeaway is the same. And so like, I feel like I've really appreciated our conversations. Cause like you really pushed, you were one of the biggest people that pushed me to start this podcast. Mm-hmm. Cause like I brought this idea to you when we were very first becoming this was, close friends. This was when I was doing the Swiss thing. Yes, it was. Yeah. You're so we right. We sat in yes. the park and talked yes, about we were... me going to Switzerland and you were thinking about doing this. Uh-huh. And so you should, yeah, you That's should a good point. Yeah. And then I feel like every time I saw you, because then we started seeing each other more because I yeah. think we, we liked each other. We still do. <laughs> we and so friends. we became friends. And yeah. so every time we got together, you were very like, okay, so what are you, what are you doing for you? What are you doing? What are you doing? And I just was like, I don't know. And I, you know what I mean? And I just yeah. was like, I throw out these ideas, but I couldn't commit to anything. But at the end of the day, it's just like this podcast and I have other outlets too, but like has been something that's like mine. You know what I mean? Mm. Like my kids aren't in it. My husband's not in it. It's just me doing what I want to do, you know, and I'm not getting paid to do any of this, Yeah. but it's just, it's nice that like you can translate this idea into working or just creative projects. outlets, projects. Right. Yeah. Another for me, it was work. Yeah, for right. me, it was full-time work. For you, it's a wonderful podcast. I think another thing, too, is um, I think it's important for women friends to mm-hmm. look at each other and, and say, I recognize you for more than just mm-hmm. being, you know, right, like a partnership with your spouse or a mother. Mm-hmm. Like, you are, you are great because of your individual gifts. And right. as a friend... I, you know, I want to see you explore those because right. you're talented and you're worth it and right. you need to know your self-worth. Right, right. And I I loved what you said, like, just back to more conversations that we've had. Like, I came over, what, a couple months ago? Maybe not even a couple, a month ago. And I just was like, man, I just, you know, COVID's got me down and blah, blah, blah. And you just really pushed me to find some kind of creative outlet. And you know I like writing. And so you know you dropped off a calligraphy pen on my porch and like it was just this it was just this moment where it was just like I probably wouldn't have thought to do a calligraphy pen on my own Mm -hmm. but like that just that little boost from someone else I was just like okay I'm gonna try this like I might not have tried it without that but now I, I already told Lizzie I was like I need to buy more ink I've already used all the ink you gave me like and just you're the reason I've put started the poetry Friday on my Instagram because it's just yeah. like we need to be more intentional about taking risks, I guess, if you mm-hmm. want to call it that, about investing in yourself. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's working. Maybe that's starting a podcast. Or maybe it's just simply instead of using your spare time to scroll Instagram, you're writing poetry, yeah. which is like a big shift for me is like instead of sitting there mindlessly on my phone or just sitting there doing nothing, like I'm being active with like trying to figure out what my needs are and filling them. You know what I mean? I mean, and it could even be something as small as, you know what, I want to plant a few flowers in my garden. You Mm -hmm. know, or it could be you might like painting your nails, but you never have time because you're chasing toddlers around all day long. True. Well, when they're napping, you you pull out your nail stuff and take 30 minutes to do your nails the right way. And Mm -hmm. don't feel guilty Mm -hmm. about that pile of laundry that's not done yet because you need Mm -hmm. that time for you. It's true. 
<laughs> I always say, which I am not a good example. I, right I, now, I'm, an, I'm a nail biter, so don't look at my face. Before I had kids, I was that person that always had my nails done. By my, I, I did them. I didn't go pay. And so I, I just feel more like myself when I have painted nails, even though it's been six years since I've been <laughs> regularly paint. I mean, I paint them. I have remnants from probably like three months ago on my fingers, but... <laughs> So Grace, I'd say it's time. It's time. It's time to take time. that 30 minutes for yourself. Yes. I always say like once we're done with residency that like the biggest thing was like I'll be that person that like goes to a nail salon like once a week and like has my nails done. Because there's just something about, for me, having my yeah. nails done. Yeah. but And that's it. Like find the things that make you tick and make you happy and mm-hmm. find the things that will make you feel the most complete because if you Mm -hmm. feel whole and complete you're gonna be better for all of your loved ones and your friends Mm -hmm. you're gonna be the best you if you Mm -hmm. can find what makes you tick the best Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and uh and and that can be little things or it can be big things yeah yeah and i think i've just kind of had this epiphany about the like not scrolling instagram and or even like ever since my son has started school i get up way earlier than i'm used to And so, like, what I was doing for a while there is, like, whenever my daughter would nap while he was at school, I would take a nap. But then you wake up and you just are, like... It's kind of hard to get, yeah. Yeah, I'm just... You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And so, like, or, like, today was a good example. Like, I chose to write and I chose to read and, like, you know, fulfill my mind a little bit. And, like, I just feel like the rest of my day was a much more just happy, fulfilled day rather taking a nap and some days you just need to take a nap yeah i'm not saying like there are those days there are those days but i was getting in the habit where i was doing it every day and i'm just like all right i can't (laughs) sleep my life away (laughs) yeah i oh yeah i no, i understand it's naps can be a good thing but then sometimes they can be a bad thing too and for some and that's the other thing it's like that's why you need to realize what's good for you because for Mm -hmm. some people forcing yourself to take a nap is what you need to do yeah right where for me, I need to force myself to not take a nap because it's just like you need to be spending your time doing other things where other people who are super busy, like they need to spend their time resting. Yeah. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. so I guess what would be your tip for someone like me, I guess, because you always are giving me tips oh, on God. like if I, which we've discussed my stuff now, but like a few months ago, like I didn't even know what to explore so like what would be your tip to someone who they're just like okay like i need to explore my needs like where do you start how do you figure that out um hmm. well i would say that i have heard from a lot of people that they're just not creative well they'll say to me gosh i'm just not creative i don't i don't i'm not i'm not artistic I'd say, you know, most people are a lot more creative than they think they are. Mm-hmm. Maybe they maybe they've just never explored it. So, I mean, whether it be, you know, picking up a paint, even if it's like their kids' crayons, you know, I mean, like just doodle on, on a piece of paper or, you know, if you have an instrument lying around in your house, play around with it or write down some words. Or if you don't want to do anything creative, read or go outside and just catch some fresh air. I mean, just... Um, but as far as like figuring out what makes you tick, I mean, I think honestly, sometimes it means just, you know, if you can, if, if you have your husband at home and you have the minute to take a drive out into the countryside to look at some pretty scenery, I mean, that can sometimes be inspiration for Mm -hmm. the next big Mm -hmm. step. But I would say 
Um, don't be afraid to take risks. Mm-hmm. Within reason. I well, mean, yeah. <laughs> don't you know, go no, blow all of your life savings. Right. <laughs> I mean, you know, if it's a, if you, if there's something that presents itself, if there's an opportunity that presents itself and, you know, you look it over with your spouse and, you know, you figure out, you know, whether it can be a, be a possibility as a fit long-term or short, short-term for your family. Don't be scared to do it. I mean, try mm-hmm. it, see if it works for your family. Um, you know, because if you don't try things, you know, it's hard to feel fulfilled if you're not real willing to kind of step outside your comfort zone and, and, mm-hmm. um, you know, just try something. So, well, and I think a lot of times we take for granted stuff that we're already doing Mm-hmm. So, like, for example, I love to write. I've always been an avid journaler. I have a blog mm-hmm. that I haven't written in a while, but I used to write in a lot. And so, like, I had kind of, it had been so long since I had written that, like, it took someone like you to be like, well, you like to write. I'm like, oh, yeah, I do like to write. <laughs> but then I explored yeah. a new type of writing, like poetry. Like, I'm, like, the poetry thing is so new to me. Like, I just literally started doing it, what, two well, I mean, or three months ago? Yeah, and your poems are beautiful. But, like, I didn't realize that was, like, a form of art. Because then I'm like, well. It is, yeah, absolutely. But it's just, like, think outside the box. It's like, maybe you're already doing something that's. Yeah, exactly. Could be considered art. Or some people think exercise is art. Or, like, yoga. Or, you know, it can be anything. It can, yeah, literally be anything. But don't be afraid to, you know, explore something that might make you happy. You know, it might make you feel more fulfilled and therefore, um, you know, make you feel anything that can help you to build confidence will inevitably help you to be you know your best self in your Mm -hmm. in your relationships so Mm -hmm. well and then I feel like too and this is kind of a tangent but like when you get into these crowds of people and people ask you what you do and -hmm. you hate being like well I sit at home with two kids like you can say well actually I I write a lot of poetry or actually Mm -hmm. I love to paint or like it it gives you stuff to say you know what I mean which is that's that's a superficial reason to do it but do you know what I'm saying like it it gives you that confidence to be like oh I actually am really into writing or singing or exercising or whatever it may be yeah so that your whole identity isn't wrapped up in like oh well I'm an at-home mom and because I think I think a lot of a lot of our our friends that are at-home moms they feel like they sometimes lose themselves because oh, yeah. they're caught up in their kids and their husbands and, you know, making sure that, you know, everybody's fed and everybody's clothed and, mm-hmm. you know, and it, and it's, um, like I said earlier, it is, I admire my friends who are full-time stay-at-home mothers so much because it is the hardest job out there. I mean, oh, yeah. absolutely the hardest job. And I was not cut out for it. And I really admire my friends who, who do that every day. And, um, you know, but I think, yeah, if you, cre- if you find that little, just maybe a little extra creative outlet, um, it can just give you a little sense of confidence and a little mm-hmm. sense of self-worth that, you know, maybe, you know, will just help, help you to feel yeah. good. Yeah. And then I know that there are some moms who don't need that. And I think that that's admirable as well. That's so, true, you know, yeah. it's, um. Well, some moms thrive on like being creative with their kids, and like, right. they love yeah. like coming up with new activities Crafts for their toddlers. Stuff. I'm not that mom. Yeah, I'm not the mom. Sometimes either. I wish I was, right. but like I've come to peace with the fact that I'm just not, and like yeah. that's fine. 
but like i i also like that can be a perfectly great outlet if that's what you want to do yeah and like that and and i don't want to you know negate the fact that like being being a stay-at-home mother is absolutely enough it is more than enough it is oh yeah it is like so challenging and, and difficult and i mean you know it's wonderful it's the most wonderful most rewarding thing as far as raising you know your kids and you know my grandmother always said you know your job as a parent is to um give your children roots to grow and then Mm -hmm. wings to fly away and if you can successfully you know create a a great safe space for your children to flourish and then be Mm -hmm. able to grow up and move on and have happy families of their own i mean that's that's so incredibly rewarding and important and um you know i you know, I think, um, you know, it's just a, it's a, the world we live in and trying mm-hmm. to figure out how to, how to navigate it. And yeah, yeah. you know, it's, it's tough, but, um, I guess I just want to thank you for being willing to come on to the podcast. Cause I know you were worried about it, but everyone's worried about it. Well, <laughs> I don't know if I had anything unique to contribute. Oh, you did. You did, though. And so I feel like I've gained so much from our friendship. Well, I And I've talked about it a little bit on this, but just all these conversations we've had, it's just like I always look forward to the wisdom that you have to share. And so. Oh, gosh. Well, thank you. I look forward to yours. I always say that I feel like you're such an old, wise soul. So I always. I'm an old lady on the inside that likes to stay up till midnight, apparently. So. Anyway, then again, old people stay up late now. I don't know. Anyway, (laughs) that's a tangent. (laughs) All right. Well, anyway, I just appreciate you coming on, and I guess we will make that a wrap for this week. All right. Thank you, Grace, for having me. If you enjoyed this episode or other episodes, I would just encourage you to give me some feedback through a review on either Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Podbean. I always love hearing from my listeners. I really love this episode because it talks about so many different perspectives on what we can do to fill our needs, whether that's working or finding hobbies at home. I think women everywhere can relate to this episode, so I'm really grateful that Lizzie was willing to come on here and talk about this. You can always follow along on Instagram at SheBuildsMeUp for any kind of updates or more information on the people that I interview. Thank you, and I love hearing from my listeners.